0: So welcome everybody, and thank you for listening and subscribing to Behind the Screen. I am your host JT Kane, and I'm here with my good friend and producer Matt Corey, and we are here to talk about auditions, uh, specifically orchestra auditions, which, if you do or do not know, take place behind a screen. And you know, we're just hoping that our discussions and our guests will be you know a good resource and an inspiration for anyone who is preparing an audition, which is really curious about
1: how auditions work. And this podcast is brought to you by Insight for the Blind, a very special recording studio based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where over 100 volunteers produce talking books and magazines for the blind and physically handicapped, so that all may read. See for yourself at insightfortheblind.org. Awesome. Thank
0: you, Insight for the Blind. That's really great. So I am here with Rebecca Oliverio, who just recently won the second trumpet for uh, Chicago Lyric, is that right?
2: Uh, section. section, section. Oh, sorry, section yeah. trumpet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations, first of all. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. I mean, you honestly, you've got to be probably one of the youngest members of the orchestra. Do you know that?
2: Probably. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Take, yeah, I, I, probably. I, I think so.
0: <laughs> that's really great. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I was kind of curious um well first of all like before taking chicago lyric how many auditions had you taken previously two two for which orchestras
2: my first was for atlanta symphony Mm -hmm. and that was actually at the end of my first year at northwestern for my masters so um i guess 2018 that was Mm -hmm. and then the second one was for indianapolis um and that was at the beginning of my second year and Northwestern, um, so it was just those two. Wow,
0: before. that's amazing. I mean, really. So you've three auditions, and you know, third, third time's a charm, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it's also really cool. I mean, considering that you went to Northwestern, and now you're going to be back, it's kind of like going home. I would imagine.
2: Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, it was nice going to a familiar place. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's the difference? um, between taking, you know, an orchestral audition versus taking an opera audition? What did you do differently?
2: So obviously the repertoire is different. The excerpts are different. Um, there were a couple that I was familiar with already. Um, sometimes they like to still have the standard excerpts on there. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, smaller five, the opening solo was on there. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, so that, that was the biggest thing, but also the way I prepared was um, different. I mean, I, I listened to the operas, and I listened mm-hmm. to so many different recordings because um, you can get a lot of different interpretations um, depending on the singer, the conductor, the orchestra. Um, so that's something I did. Um, I compared yeah. different recordings a lot.
0: Did you or, listen to a lot of like Chicago Lyric Recordings of of operas or did you just a a whole bunch of different operas? A whole
2: whole bunch of different ones. Um, uh, I listened a lot to The Met, obviously, because we had access and New Worlds. I don't know. I just, just, I'm trying to remember what I did, actually. But I I had a whole playlist of, I tried to do at least two recordings per excerpt. Okay. Of ones that I liked, and it, it took a lot of digging for me to find ones that I liked, and then I kind of found a medium between the two if they were very different for tempo and style. But
0: So you, you listened to recordings and kind of chose the ones that you felt more comfortable with, ones that you felt like were kind of you or had your own voice in a that,
2: way? Yeah, that and um, ones that I thought were very interesting mm-hmm. um, and special because... Especially with opera repertoire, you really you have to play so musically because the singers, they, I, it's hard to describe, but um, mm-hmm. you know you get a lot of inspiration from them, sure. and so you have to really, really go for it.
0: So, um, in in your audition, what I am curious. Firstly, is was were the were your auditions completely blind? Were they behind the screen for the entire time?
2: So the preliminary round was blind, the um, semis were blind, and then the final round uh, was in front of the the panel. And then we had so they a took section the screen, round. So they
0: took the screen down for the final yeah, round. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then we had a section round after our final excerpt round.
0: And was this all, all in one day or is this multiple days?
2: So the prelims were in uh, November and then about three weeks later – uh, the semis, and then the next day the finals. Okay. Um,
0: and and so in the finals, you had the music director there, and and then the rest of the the panel. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: So did they yeah. did they ask you like did the music director give you any sort of kind of you know instruction on how to do something more lyrical, slower, faster? Was there anything like that, or did you just play it down and they're like, yep, you're the one."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was that easy of a decision for them, but. <laughs> Um, uh, he actually just called out excerpts and I yep. remember they were eating, he was eating lunch <laughs> while oh, I was playing. Nice. Well, remind uh, me,
0: remind me who, who's, who is the music director of Chicago <laughs> Eric?
2: Uh, sir, Andrew Davis. Oh. Um, but this coming season is supposed to be his final, really? final season. Yeah. And, oh. um, then my second, what will hopefully be my second year. <laughs> Um, yeah, well. there'll be a new music director. And oh,
0: have they, have they, did they, they already went through the whole process?
2: I think honestly, I, I can't remember.
0: <laughs> yeah. Your, 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 <laughs> your job right now is just to kind of sit there, keep, right. Keep your head down, get, get your tenure. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. um,
0: yeah. So I, you know, um, what fascinates me about taking auditions is kind of like the whole ritual of what people do before, what people do after. Do you have any superstitions? Do you have any routines? Do you have any like <laughs> like what do you okay, let's let's talk about. So you're gonna go you're going to your prelims for uh for Chicago Lyric opera and you arrive the night before, a couple days before?
2: Night before. We had a concert the day before. At New World? Uh-huh.
0: And I wouldn't let you leave.
2: But it was okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right, it was good. a great cycle. It was the Dvorak Nine cycle, and that was, I think, one of my favorite. I didn't play in that piece, but uh, the Barber. Yeah,
0: us. that was with uh, Carlos Miguel Prieto, right?
2: That was one of my favorite pieces that we performed all year, so, so it
0: was okay. <laughs> st- side note: in, in you know, fun fact. Yeah. I was. I played in Mexico with Carlos Miguel. Oh wow! For eight years, I lived in Mexico. Oh. Yeah. I didn't La Orquesta Sinfónica de Jalapa. I wanted to throw that out there for everyone who didn't know.
2: <laughs> I didn't know, so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, no he was yeah, he was my music director. I moved out there in two thousand one and and uh, and played well, actually, I should say I was for five years uh, I was in Jalapa Symphony, the assistant principal violist. Anyway, this is not about me. <laughs> okay, so you arrived the night before. What do you do?
2: I remember getting in late, and I think I had a morning audition mm-hmm. uh, time slot. 11 or something like that. Um and I remember chugging a lot of water <laughs> uh because it was it was still cold up there. Um oh. So this
0: was in this is in November. Well,
2: this, was, this was in November. It was yeah. getting colder but sure. it was cold. Got up the hmm. next morning, drank a lot of water, ate. I didn't do anything special.
0: Let's <laughs> say think looking back at like Indianapolis or Atlanta. Hmm. Is there anything special? Like, did you go out to eat? Is there, cause I, I, I gotta say, the reason I'm asking is because I became super, I don't know if we want to say superstitious, super superstitious. Is that, thing? but, uh, you know, but I had a routine. I, I went, mm-hmm. I arrived, I, I went to the same restaurant, you know, I think it was like a Carrabba's or something like that or whatever, <laughs> you know, like an olive garden, cause yeah. I knew I could get the same dish yeah. and you know, so it was, it was that kind of stuff. I went to the oh, hall. Wow. Like, did you do any of that stuff?
2: No. No? I, I think for me, the less I make an audition, sort of this crazy, superstitious type of yeah. event, the better I play. Because the more it's just like any other day. And, yeah. And um, I think I was sort of worried about getting in late the night before and getting enough sleep. But... The more I think about whether or not something I do is going to affect how I play, I mm-hmm. think the, the worse it gets for yeah. me. So I just have to stay as calm as possible and just kind of deal with whatever comes my way. That's, that's what works for me. Great. I don't really do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. I still drink coffee in the morning of. I. Well, you
0: kind of have to, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you go, you arrive, they put you in a room these are the kind of things that I'm kind of curious about really Mm -hmm. is just this whole process of, of what you do before, you know, like, so you, when you got there, what did they give you, were you in like a group of, of of a block of time?
2: As soon as you got there, they assigned you a time. It was basically as you arrived. Yeah. And then a certain amount of time before your audition, you were brought to a practice room or you went to a practice room Mm -hmm. and then you were told to go down to where the audition would be. Um, which was, I guess it was some sort of rehearsal room. It, it wasn't the stage. Like. It wasn't on stage, yeah. No. Um, and you waited um, in a dressing room that was right there um, yeah. before you went in, about 10 minutes before you were supposed to go down.
0: And what was different from like the prelims in that sense versus the semis and the finals?
2: The semis, it was the same, except uh-huh. there were, it might have been, Nine in the semis, and and uh, we just drew numbers. How
0: many were there in the in the prelims? Do you know? You have any idea?
2: Oh, there were. It, it, they had the audition over about four days. So wow. There okay. were a lot. Um yeah. I think a little bit over one hundred people. See, showed that's up.
0: that's fascinating for anyone so that doesn't people. know about an audition. <laughs> really, to get a hundred trumpet players to show up. To go through this kind of process is just incredible. I mean, it's all, the amount of money that people spend on taking auditions, you know, the amount of the amount of time that's put into it for one seat.
2: Yep.
0: You have one in one hundred plus chance of of actually just even getting on to the next round. That's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really amazing, you know. And then so so the finals, so you do the semifinals, kind of basically the same as as the prelims, but the finals you're on stage.
2: No, it was in the same room. Same room. They oh must have gosh. had um a set up on stage or they probably just couldn't yeah yeah they maybe
0: were going through yeah already had a production happening
2: yeah they which is fine um they kept it consistent which was nice um one thing that i did not know and it was every single round you played your solo with piano interesting and that i was not expecting uh when i got they didn't tell you
0: that beforehand
2: yeah, I had no idea. Wait,
0: so all so your solo stuff was was, or or all the excerpts were the also solo.
2: With. So you had a choice between the Haydn or the Hummel. Great. Um, well, I'm
0: surprised they didn't tell you.
2: Yeah, um, I don't remember reading it anywhere. but you know, I just <laughs> when I uh, found that out, uh, yeah, I was just like, okay, great.
0: <laughs> when you're done with, I mean, how long was let's say the prelims? How long did were you actually? playing
2: so i got through the whole list um i know they cut off a lot of people about halfway through and it was just a 10 minute slot
0: yeah so you're up there for 10 minutes you're playing yeah you you know you're behind a screen it's just you and the pianist yep and and (laughs) you know no sound you can't make you you know they are not allowed to know who you are, if you're male or female, if, you know, what, nothing, they know nothing about you. So you build up, I mean, there's a lot of adrenaline that happens in an audition when you're done with an audition. I mean, how do you feel? What happened? Like physically, what do you do? I mean, what, what do you feel? Do you do anything? Like, how do you blow off steam?
2: Well, I remember feeling after my prelim round, really, really good. And I thought I had played really well, which doesn't usually happen for me. Uh, that's very rare, um, I think I had to fly out later. So you got to get back I to New World. Got, yeah. I think, I think we had education concerts that week. I don't remember. I just trying to get back. Of
0: course so you didn't even have time. So, I mean, honestly, maybe that's a good thing, right? It, you know, it you're. may you're, have you're,
2: been. You no got time a concert. to think.
0: Yeah. yeah. You got a concert, that, you know, the, the two days before you, you fly out, you play, you got to be back. So you grab a flight. You don't have time to think about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then um, you know, at the end of each hour, they come up and say who, what number has Uh advanced because you're assigned a number. I was excited, and sure. Then I had that three weeks in between to deal with and figure out how to.
0: What'd you do? What'd you do during that those three weeks?
2: Well, I felt I had peaked around the time of the prelim, and so during that weird three week break between rounds. I remember feeling like I was losing technical abilities on the trumpet. It was very bizarre. I don't know how to describe it, except (laughs) I felt like I couldn't do certain things. And I remember calling up one of my friends who has really helped me with auditions. He's a trombone player. And (laughs) I remember asking him for advice because he's really good at thinking through stuff like that and figuring out, dissecting things. And he was like, you just need to go back to square one. No music, just play everything, half tempo, slow, like, and and eventually I was able to get back to, to where I had been. Yeah. So that was kind of scary. Um, feeling like I lost sure. a lot. So
0: I heard that you are a hockey player.
2: <laughs> oh yes, I did play hockey in high school. <laughs>
0: You play for you you went to Holy Cross, yeah, and you played for the uh, the tartans yeah, yeah how
2: do you oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um a bunch of my brothers also played ice hockey, so we're big hockey fans
0: yeah so um, this is you, you said you're from Maryland, right? I am All right so I am curious how do you think playing hockey and playing trumpet how did hockey help you to play trumpet or vice versa? Like oh. what, what is the correlation between the two? Because I'm, I actually, I actually, there have been studies, you know, it's about performance. There's both, both mm. of them are, are performance performances, yeah. right? You're, you're, you're on yeah. the field or you're on the stage. So in what kind of mental capacity are you in when you play hockey versus when you're in trumpet, playing trumpet, or I mean, what, what's, what's the same there?
2: Oh man, it's been a while since i played hockey, but I, the, you just have to keep getting up and trying again. <laughs> I mean, of course, you you can fall a lot and collide in hockey. Although in, in girls hockey, you can't check. But, you know, I still had That's <laughs> <not fair>. collisions. <laughs>
0: but, and even
2: during practice, a trip or what, I whatever happens, right. but you just get up and you, you keep yeah. going. You get up, you keep going.
0: But you've got that mindset, so I mean, I think yeah. sports kind of help that, right? You, yeah, yeah. That yeah. idea that you know, just because you've fallen doesn't mean that you're not that you're out of the game.
2: It, well, yeah, exactly. You yeah. just you just have to get up. Yeah. And it's like, um, I mean, your your team needs you. You can't just right. <laughs> fly down oh, I, on the I ice. Love
0: <laughs> I love that. That's great. I mean, it's it's such a good thing to for everyone to remember. Yeah, you just got to get right, right back up. I mean, there's yeah. so many people that are, take auditions that after a while, there's like. You know, it, it's frustrating. It can it can become, you know, yeah. overwhelming and and consuming.
2: It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Matt, you wanted to ask some?
1: I did, and it's along the psychology lines that you were just speaking of. Uh, I imagine at the upper echelon of the orchestral auditions, I'm guessing that you recognize some faces when you walk into you know the prelims and you see people signing in. Uh, My dad's an actor, so I kind of grew up with his stories about him going to the castings and seeing the same people and seeing people that sometimes book more than him and almost have like a rivalry with them. Is that something that, like when you say there was 100 people, how many people do you think you knew or knew of by sight when you got to that audition?
2: So I didn't seem that many people because it was over several days. But there were, um, there were a couple of people I remember seeing that I knew and friends. Um, but, you know, something I learned, um, I actually forget who told me this, um, a trumpet teacher at one point, that it's it's not, it's not about them not playing well. It's about you playing your best. And I think just that that helped me to Shut out any negative thoughts that I may have had. um, Really, just focus on myself, and Mm -hmm. that's really what it's about—is you doing your best.
1: I totally agree, and I would always—I would even as a kid, I would tell my dad, I said, "Well, you're the best, so who cares who's in there with you?" (laughs) You know, and I'm just—I'm always curious about that part of it because I know uh, I've taken far fewer auditions than either you or JT. I'm sure but one time I saw my high school bassoon teacher warming up before an audition. And so that was like a little intimidating and those things start to creep in your head. And I don't think there's anything good that can come of that. Once you start thinking about things other than the music, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is, it is a little strange to see the person that you studied with in an audition that you're going to take and be like, Oh my God, it, 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 it happened to me once. And And it was for, it wasn't for a very big position, but, um, or a big orchestra, it was more of just a kind of freelance kind of thing. But this guy was there and I was like, oh, Hey, (laughs) right. (laughs) Uh, And I ended up, I ended up getting it. um, Yeah. You whooped his ass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but it's, you, you feel bad. I felt bad. I was like, oh crap. I mean, then you start to think, well, what, did I actually learn anything? I don't know. It was this whole, (laughs) I I went through this whole thing in my head, (laughs) but we ended up playing together and, you know, and it it is an interesting thing when you, when you uh, start to become colleagues with somebody who was your, your teacher.
2: That's actually what will be happening to me. One of my teachers at Northwestern, Channing Philbrook, is in Lyric Mm -hmm. and you know, I studied with him for my two years there. So it's it will be interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it might take uh, adjusting for me. Um, but um, <laughs> also the principal trumpet, he was uh, my quintet coach for one quarter. So it also is nice knowing that I'll be going in with people who are way more experienced. And I can really learn so much from them.
0: Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, that yeah. it, that is great. Um, so yeah. you studied uh, at Northwestern with, with Channing... Who who were your other teachers?
2: So my first year, uh, Bob Sullivan was still there. That was his last year. Mm-hmm. And then my second year, they brought in Tom Rolfs, who was my teacher also while I was in Boston. At uh, BU. At BU, yeah. And then uh, Dave Bilger and Mike Sachs. I had never worked with Mike Sachs before, but I had met and worked with uh, Dave Bilger a little bit. So um, it was honestly... Um, it was one of the best things that, that could have happened for me, getting so many different opinions. I, I know some people may not like that so much, but I think I've been able to filter out things that maybe don't work for me or right. I don't like easily. So um, it just really helped having a couple of different perspectives for those two years. So
0: is there anyone in your family that's a musician?
2: <laughs> so, So I'm... <laughs> So I'm uh, one of 10. I'm the 8th of 10.
0: You have 10 siblings?
2: I have 9 siblings. 9 siblings, sorry. Have, yeah. yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, so I thought um, I had a lot. I have I have 7 siblings.
2: That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> um and uh everyone had to play instruments uh, oh. at some point. Um but one of my younger brothers, he plays trombone and he's in a marine field band. Nice. So currently we are the only two musicians, but everyone used to be.
0: <laughs> Where are you in the list of brothers and sisters?
2: Uh, I'm the eighth.
0: You're the eighth. Yeah. So you're one of the. You're so there's only two be
2: younger two that are younger. Two younger. Yeah.
0: So you and your we're, we're, and your younger brother is he is he the last one or the second to last?
2: Second to last.
0: Second to last. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's interesting. So the two that are closest in that range are the, are the musicians. Yeah. That's really cool. So like, so why the trumpet then? Was it something that was given to you? Did you, did you have to choose it at school? Did your parents say, here, we need a trumpet player for the, for our small chamber orchestra that we have created?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, there were no string players in the family.
0: (laughs) Interesting.
2: Two of my older brothers played the trumpet and actually my youngest brother ended up playing trumpet as well. We all studied with the same teacher, Um, but everyone chose an instrument in fourth grade. And for some reason, my mom told me to choose between trumpet and trombone. I'm not quite sure why, (laughs) but
0: (laughs) your parents loved instruments.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, um, Oh gosh, my brother, Dominic, Bribed me to play the trumpet. He played the trumpet, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm playing trumpet."
0: <laughs> Do what your older brother <laughs> does, right?
2: So, um, he likes to say that he's the reason I am where I am. But I, you know.
0: <laughs> and now I'd like a return on my investments.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
0: you know, it, are there any real stereotypes in being a female trumpet player? I mean, you've got a lot of great role models. I mean, there's what. Barbara Butler, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'm just off the top of my head, like Karen, Karen, Karen Blisnick, Blisnick. right? Yeah. Who are some yeah. other?
2: Allison Balsam, I always liked the yeah. soloist.
0: Uh-huh. But are there, are there any stereotypes? Are there, I mean.
2: For being a female trumpet player? Yeah.
0: Do you I'm get I'm not any... sure. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I'm I mean, not
2: sure. I think it's just trumpet player.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Exactly. Right. I w- you would, you would, th- you would hope that everyone sees you as a trumpet player. Right. And not Ugh. have. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm I, thinking yes. that there's, got, you know, cause, I mean, <laughs> the, the brass world in music is pretty male
2: dominated. dominated. I mean, yeah, that's just yeah. how it is. Yep. But
0: I think that you guys, especially coming out of New World that I've seen are really doing some pretty amazing things. Mm. Like I mean, Lisa Lisa Stoneham's um, yeah,
2: shattering the the brass ceiling.
0: Yeah, sh- shattering the brass ceiling. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was you know? so
2: fun. That was so yeah.
0: Yeah, where it was just all female musicians just killing it.
2: Yeah, that was so fun.
1: There seems to be a ton of uh, female French horn players that are just dominating uh-huh. currently, for sure.
2: Yeah, too. that is true. That is true.
0: Yeah, oh my God, it's what Sarah <clears throat> Sarah Willis, Gail.
2: Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. Julie Landsman. I mean, yeah. 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 We can go on.
2: To be honest, I always, I think it helped having so many brothers. I have seven brothers. And we were always outnumbered growing up, but Mm -hmm. it didn't matter. You know, we could stand up for ourselves. I think I learned that from them. And it's not something that I've ever seen as an issue for me, being a female trumpet player. Mm -hmm. I just do what I do, and I don't think about that because um, to me, I'm, yeah, I play the trumpet, but, you know, I also love other things. And it's, it's what I do, but it's not necessarily who I am as a trumpet player. Mm-hmm. I'm so many things. Right. And, you know. I'm yeah, a- no, and
0: the reason, look, the reason yeah. I ask is for for anyone that is a young, you know, trumpet player or brass player, you know, yeah. And, and they, I want them to know that, you know, they, 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 they are just that there, there's no pronouns before it. They are a trumpet yeah. player, they yeah. are, you know, whatever it is. And I think exactly. it's really great because you, I, you know, you are so strong and I think it's great advice to have for, for young, for young musicians mm-hmm. who want to be in this field that, yeah. you know, just keep your head up. Right. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot like you said, you had you had seven brothers. Not everybody does. But you played (laughs) sports. You had you know, you played hockey, you know, you did all these you did all these things that weren't just like so Trumpet just didn't define
1: you. You are well so well rounded. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And this episode is being recorded during a pandemic too. And I've I've found it particularly refreshing what you just said, that you're you know, you're a trumpet player, but that's not all that you are. And it's important to remember, I think it's a very American mindset that you're almost defined by your, your occupation and your Mm -hmm. career and your success in that career. But when you're unable to work, you better have something else going on personally or you'll, you'll lose your mind. So it's good to keep all of that in perspective. Thank you for saying that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Before we wrap this up,
0: I am, I just wanted to see, do you have any, any advice for anyone taking or about to take uh, an audition?
2: Or just in Um, general. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm not. uh, I wouldn't say I have so much knowledge, but (laughs) don't freak out. I think a lot of people really freak out over auditions, and it's just another day. I mean, it is more than that. I don't mean to downplay it, but um, it's just one more day of playing your instrument. Just enjoy what you do, because we're so lucky.
0: For sure. Yeah. So be yourself just play check people and at any <laughs> given time
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I have seven brothers and two sisters. Did I do the math right? Three sisters. You
2: did. Yeah. There are three, three girls. Three I'm girls the baby girl. That, yeah, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's really great. I mean, I think, you know, first of all, you know, thank you for, for doing this, taking the time out uh, to, to talk to us because it yeah. it is, I always thought it was kind of fascinating. I've never—I mean, I played the trumpet in middle school, but other than that, um, you know what? Actually, I am curious. Well, how, so, how many trumpets do you have?
2: So, <laughs> the ones that I use. Well,
0: like, like say for an, for an audition, like how many how many trumpets do you need to like like switch out? And
2: so I brought four um, on stage. a lyric, yeah. I brought yeah. four. So there are some auditions where people even need five because they ask for rotary trumpet. But um, I remember, I think in the first round, I played all four trumpets.
0: So it's, so let's yeah. list them.
2: So uh, there's the B flat, C, I used E flat for my solo, and then piccolo for one of the excerpts. And then, yeah. so
0: there, but then there's also, there could be rotary.
2: There's rotary, which actually don't own one. You, know, you might have Is a cornet.
0: Cornet, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, flugelhorn, which I also don't own.
0: Flugelhorn. You played natural trumpet.
2: I did for a little bit um, while I studied in London for a semester. Yeah, yeah that was so fun. I think uh, I will... Buy one eventually. Nice. So, what's <laughs> what's
0: the difference between like regular trumpet and natural trumpet?
2: So, natural trumpet only plays the notes in the harmonic series. There are no valves, and um, it's quite long too. It's not so.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, the modern versions have holes to help with tuning and centering of certain pitches.
0: So you're gonna you're thinking about getting picking up a natural trumpet and just kind of
2: yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun to play.
0: When you're looking for a place to live. Do you have to take into consideration, (laughs) like, how thick are these walls? And oh,
2: (laughs) wow,
0: that's a great question.
2: (laughs) I haven't thought about that. You might want to,
0: especially if you're not going back to work anytime soon and you need to practice.
2: (laughs) Yeah, if I move, if I get to move on time, sort of, and I get to move to Chicago, I will have to consider that. Yeah, or maybe get some, uh. I think you can put on your walls sound absorbing Yeah, Yeah, that, or something. That's not hat. gonna cut it. Oh, darn. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Just go, go, out to the, go out to the
1: park. I'm sure it'll
2: be Just fun. Go on the roof, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so like Ethan. Yeah,
0: have you seen Ethan Bensdorf? Uh, he's he's the in, in New York Phil and, yeah. and he goes out to his
1: his uh, balcony every day to to play. Oh, for, that for sounds
2: neighbors. so nice. <laughs> yeah. For him.
1: Yeah. 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 Yamaha has the um silent brass. That oh, that's like a looks like a mute. mute
2: oh, yeah.
1: Use your headphones with it.
2: Oh, I've I've heard of or I've seen those. I I, I, I heard I,
0: I actually knew I had a roommate that was a trumpet player and and had that and he said it it was fine but it it actually it wasn't the same as obviously as playing you know without it and because it, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's a it's <laughs> heavy and b the, act, the air doesn't flow through right. as much. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I prefer not. But I remember um, actually at the auditions in the hotel room. I did use um, one of my mutes to warm up.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, look, this has been yeah. great.
0: Just, you know, it's really been kind of um, insightful. And I learned a lot about trumpet, which I didn't know. Learned a lot about you. So thank you for that. Yep. <laughs> I learned that you're a badass hockey player.
2: <laughs> or was. <laughs> or was.
0: But you, you're going it's to be. Again, you're you're going you're gonna to take your, ro- your, your natural trumpet and just check someone down the street when they look at it funny
2: use it use it as a stick <laughs> perfect <laughs> no no I'm kidding <laughs> oh that'd be bad
0: thanks so much Rebecca <laughs> yeah Rebecca Oliverio thank you again say hi to your your um, nine siblings and, and your and your lovely parents and um, okay. find find a place that uh, your neighbors like playing. I'll do my best okay. <laughs> good to see you
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks you. <laughs>